WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are getting ready for the snow. We will see what happens uh, in the early a.m. to see whether or not it turns out to be what's being predicted. A lot to get to this hour. But what caught my eye immediately is the shameful election year politics by the Biden White House. President Biden says Israel. Biden says Israel. Israel killed too many civilians as he warns Netanyahu not to squash Hamas and Rafa without a new plan. Israel has killed too many civilians. Biden warning Israel not to try to clear out the final uh, pockets, if you will, of Hamas control in Gaza, and that Israel has already killed too many Palestinian civilians, and that new safeguards are needed. Israel didn't start this, but Israel sure needs to finish it. Biden speaking along Jordan King Abdullah II during uh, the Mideast, Mideast leader's visit to the White House, escalating his criticism of Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, but his aides are denying, that is Biden, his aides are denying that this ramp up, if you will, was prompted by polling showing the president risk swing state losses in November by angering Muslim and Arab voters. Folks, this is all about election year politics, and it's not Israel that has gone too far. Listen to what Biden said at the White House. As I said yesterday, our military operation in Rafah, the major military operation in Rafah, should not proceed without a credible plan, a credible plan for ensuring the safety and support of more than one million people sheltering there. Many people there have been displaced, displaced multiple times, fleeing the violence to the north, and now they're packed into Rafah, exposed and vulnerable. They need to be protected. And what about what happened on October 7th? Now, I will concede Biden has faced large protests, including outside the White House and persistent heckling during public appearances, uh, denouncing him as, quote, genocide Joe after presenting himself as a strong defender of Israel early in the war and requesting $14.3 billion in military aid from Congress. Again, Israel did not start this. Israel needs to finish it. The 3rd Congressional District, the New York Post, is reporting, the New York Post, that Tom Swazi, and it's sort of what I thought, it's what my body feels right now, that Tom Swazi is ahead of Mozzie Pillup by just one point. Wow. Wow. And polling, uh, as as this race, this special election, is only now hours away. It is election day if you live in the district. Swazi, according to the Post, holding on to a razor-thin margin In a poll that was uh, released just a short time ago, literally a few hours ago, uh, before this special election to replace expelled Long Island Congressman uh, George Santos. And the poll shows Swazi in the lead by, again, by just one percentage point, with 46% of the support in New York's third district race compared to Phillips' 40 5% 5% backing. 
9% of respondents remain undecided in this hotly contested race. And the survey of 500 likely voters was conducted by the polling firm JL Partners has a margin of error of 4.4 percentage points. And that's uh, ahead of this dead heat. And, um, you know, that's within the margin of error. Anything can happen. And we don't know yet whether or not the weather will play a role if it does indeed snow. And um, Swazi and Pillip made their last-minute appeal to voters Monday in this neck-and-neck race. We will see how this uh, all turns out. If Tom Swazi does lose, and it is highly possible that he may lose, it will be because of the anger the anger uh, at state lawmakers and Washington, which may spur folks to make sure that they turn out to cast their ballots. And of course, uh, Pillup, she has a strong uh, resume in terms of an Orthodox Jew who served in the Israeli uh, military. So we'll see uh, what actually happens. I believe, switching gears to former President Donald Trump, I believe there is a strong possibility that Trump will not see a criminal trial this year. Not this year. Trump's lawyers are asking the Supreme Court to extend the delay, the already delay in his election interference trial, saying he is immune from prosecution on charges he plotted to overturn his 2020 election loss. I do not believe that there will be a criminal trial, either the Washington charges, certainly not the Georgia charges. We'll see what happens with the case with Alvin Bragg. We'll see. So sad. So sad this morning. No respect for human life, even their own. Innocent bystander dead. Five others, including two teenagers, Injured after the shooting inside that Bronx subway station in a scary rush hour scene. And, of course, this hits very close to home to me, having grown up just blocks away from there, knowing the area very, very well. Only blocks away from the elementary school that I attended, PS70, overlooking the Cross Bronx Expressway. Innocent, apparent innocent bystander killed at least five others, two teenagers injured, gunfire erupting on a subway train as it pulled into the Bronx station. This happened on Monday afternoon. And here is a statement from the NYPD in which they're saying, quote, just to the shooter, you are now NYPD's most wanted and you have the greatest detectives in the world looking for you. This is according to the Deputy Commissioner of Public Information, Tariq Shepard. We suggest you turn yourself in because you're not going to make it. And whoever you are, shooter, that is indeed correct. The best thing you can do at this point is turn yourself in. You are not going to make it. The world's best detectives are searching for you minute by minute. It is only a matter of time until you are in custody. Turn yourself in before somebody else gets hurt. Bottom line here, NYPD is coming. Your days are numbered. Up to 10 shots fired. Think about that. The Mount Eaton Station, a fight between two groups of teenagers, broke out aboard a northbound 4 train around 4.40 p.m., creating what's been described as witness to witnesses and police as total pandemonium. Total. So sad. No respect for human life. Not even their own. And so, 35-year-old man, 35 years old, just starting to live life, is dead. He was shot in the chest. Had no idea he was about to take a bullet in the chest because of this nonsense, identity not released pending family notification, but he did not appear to be an intended target. It's a shame, a damn shame at what happened.
when bullets start flying. A 14-year-old girl, a 15-year-old boy, a 29-year-old woman, and two men, ages 71 and 28, respectively, were also shot. The five remaining victims hospitalized in stable condition. What would make someone do something like this? What would make someone do something just to open fire? If you don't value your life, there are things you can do with your life. But to, to shoot innocent people, young to elderly, why? It makes absolutely no sense. And of course, Pastor Olstein, uh, mental illness and hatred strikes again. At his mega church, a woman opens fire. She, uh, it was written, uh, Palestine on the rifle, and she had mental uh, health issues, anti-Semitic writings. We'll break that down. Let's start with your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Uh, all the lines are lit up, so you can call back in a couple of minutes, but you can reach me in the meantime on social media, on Twitter, on X, at Dominic TV. You can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, Dominic Carter TV. Let's start with Phil in the Bronx, where this occurred. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? You're on Talk Radio yes, 77 Good WABC. Good morning. Good morning, sir, and I uh, hope all is well with you. I, I live about three and a half, four blocks from where this happened, and my wife is, like, petrified. She doesn't want to go outside anymore. She's like, she's like, trembling uh the point the point is that this neighborhood this is like the mount eaton area yes and what 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 is troubling about this area and i have to be very candid and frank with you is that there is no visible police presence except for maybe once or twice a day there's a cop car screaming down the block Okay, so, so Phil, Phil, Phil you, you've complained many times in the past about policing your area. If if you could wave a magic wand, what would you do? Well, I get these cops out from behind their desk, give them a little bit more training and tactics, and I'd have them out there with with a gun on their hip and, and handcuffs because okay, you've but, got okay, a lot okay, of young but kids. But wait, Phil, what, I didn't, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. You got a lot a lot of young kids. You got a lot of young. And some of them went into their early 20s who are walking around here and they make no secret of the fact that they're carrying a weapon. They and don't. I don't mean, I don't they mean, don't. A, I don't mean a knife. They don't. And they're practically boasting about it without saying it. Some of them will actually well, I mean, say it. There's a grocery store a block from where I live. And this guy told me, I couldn't believe this guy, Julio, told me, he said, they, they come in here, they open their coat and you see a gun. Right. And right away, you give them whatever they want. You, they want to grab a, two six-packs. You don't say nothing. It's, it's, right. it's kind of a form of, of, I don't point the gun at you, so I didn't really you know, try to hold you up. You just right. gave me the beer. Right. Okay. You are correct. This, this erodes the social structure to the point where you've got very gullible young people who, who go for this, and they say, man, that's the way to go. Get instant respect. Show a gun. Get respect. The older people, however, are absolutely living in terror. Okay, like for example, my wife; she will not go out anymore. She's she's calling everybody to go to the store for her. She's she's. I, I don't know what to do. So and wait, the, the Phil, tragedy Phil, is, Phil. Wait, wait. Let's focus on your wife for a second. How how and you've brought up your wife before and the fear that she has had. How does one live without going outside? Well, I, to be honest with you, quite frankly, sir. We're we're planning to move out of here. We're moving out of out of out of the Bronx because this 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 is just look look look. You call the local precinct, they don't even pick up the phone. It rings and rings and rings for fifteen twenty minutes, then disconnect. We we need some very 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 local, visible, uniformed officers who are gotta be on the street. You can't just have people in cars. Like I said before, no need to repeat it, racing up and down a block. I mean, this, this, is, this is not the problem. The problem is 
if these kids and these slightly older people who are gun happy or weapon happy or gang happy, if they don't see the cops, hey, they don't care. They'll do whatever they want because they know that the average citizen is not going to take the chance to stop them. Okay, and and what I'm what I'm worried about is what do I do? What do I do to convince the mayor of this city to stop throwing away billions of dollars on illegals to start funding the police the way they should be funded? This is a big mistake and a dangerous one. I hear you, Phil, and you know I I wish that I I wish that I had a um, a magic wand myself. Uh, to solve this problem, every time I'm on the uh, maybe maybe I was lucky uh, years ago in elementary school because we at PS70, which overlooks uh, I lived for a while on Topping Avenue, which is not far, maybe about five or six blocks, maybe ten from where this happened, and um and um at the school we didn't have a uh, if I remember correctly we didn't have a gym, gymnasium. And we had to play uh, on the rooftop of the school, which was gated in, so the kids, you know, couldn't um, uh, fall over or anything like that. And I don't know if it's still like that at PS70, but again, I know the area well, Mount Eaton, uh, Jerome Avenue. I'm over there quite a bit, and it has, you know, I'm I'm trying my best to listen to you, Phil, because it has become a very dangerous uh, area where it's almost like the okay corral, anything goes. And so so you're telling me that you see very few police. I just want to be clear on that. Yes, very few. The only time I've seen a uniform officer, and I'm, I'm, I'm around the neighborhood pretty much, I, I was, was maybe about two weeks, two and a half weeks ago, I saw one. I think he went into a store and he got, he, he was walking around for about 10 minutes and then he went right back to his car and drove off. Wow. The, the four, six, the five, two and the five, Oh, they don't, they don't do anything. But, but, I'm telling but, you, but when you, but when you say they, it's not, we cannot blame the police, Phil. They, what would you do if you were on orders that if you make this arrest, chances are it's not going to stick that the district attorney is going to let it go. So what are the police to do? What are they to do? It's simple. They to make a visible, a visible presence is a deterrent. When I was young, I rode the trains. I was in my early 20s. I was looking for work. I got a job. Every, every night I'd come back. Every morning I'd go to work. It was always at least the majority of the times an officer on the train, a uniformed cop. And we didn't have the problems back then. You're, you're not a kid. You know what it was like back then. It wasn't that bad. But today, it's, I mean, 10 people, it's like that guy in Brooklyn that opened fire on these right. people. Right. What's the next one? What, what, Dominic, my friend, what is the next event that's going to happen? The mayor of this city and the district attorney should both resign, get them out of here. Billions of dollars on strangers from another country. This is a Trojan horse. They're going to they're going to form gangs. They're going to take over this city. It's going to be like Escape from New York. I'm telling you. Trust me. Right. I, you know, Phil. I, I I'm I'm sorry that this happened so close to you, and I'm also sorry that your wife uh, does not feel comfortable to to go outside. And I I wish that I had the words to comfort her and to comfort you. But frankly, I don't, because as long as certain elements are coddled and are told that they do no wrong, this will continue until we get law and order. Phil, thank you. Thank you so much for your uh, call. And um, hopefully things will get better. So I'm looking at my uh, Twitter folks. Please do me a favor. I, I don't understand. So I'm looking at a tweet from Irish today. Please, no rust from White Plains. I don't understand why you tweet something like that to me. I'm going to take whatever calls that I want to take, and you're not going to influence that process. I received several emails stating the same thing. I don't understand why you feel the need to share with me what you think that I should do when I'm a professional 
and I'm going to do what's in the best interest of this program, not based on your likes and dislikes. So please don't don't send me tweets like that. Please don't. Let's go to Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Um, Dominic, this latest shooting in the Bronx, I totally agree with the first caller, Phil, that we have to, or the, the people of New York, especially the city and surrounding areas, have to vote in these candidates that, that refund the police. We have to support our police. We have to put them out on the street more. Um, Swazi and this, the other individual running, um, I, I totally think, yes, absolutely. Um, I think that Swazi's, he, 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 He's putting in. He's putting on these commercials saying he's he's pro. You know he's pro um, ice. He's pro this. I I don't I don't buy it. Um, that's why we got to start. They you know these people have to start being voted in, like like the Republican candidate, and eventually getting pro police candidates in office. Um, the the shootings are getting out of hand. They're getting too much. They're getting out of control. And it seems like, oh, you know, somebody has to die in order to, or somebody has to get seriously hurt in order to um, make the point of that. And it's really sad. It's really sad. And and the, the last caller, Phil, uh, spelled it out perfectly. When your wife is scared to walk outside or you are scared to walk outside, uh, there is a problem. Um, Dominic, have a great night. Thank you, Frank. And as Phil was speaking, Frank, what I'm thinking about is um, I always try to put myself in the shoes of an individual facing a situation. And having grown up in the Bronx myself, uh, as I've talked about on this program, I now live in Rockland County in a um, a decent, nice neighborhood. And uh, we we don't thank God we don't have these types of issues. It would not be tolerated for two seconds by the local police department, by the county executives. It just wouldn't happen. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why the taxes are through the roof. I don't know. But as Phil was speaking, I'm thinking about the fact, Dominic. What would you do if it was your family? What would you do, Dominic, if it was your wife? that does not feel comfortable coming outside, does not feel safe, does not want to go out. And then I'm also asking myself, because stray bullets don't have a name, stray bullets come through windows and hit innocent people. And the bottom line is this. These animals have got to be stopped. I don't care what community activist is out there talking about Oh, oh, you're violating their civil rights. Cut it. Stop it. No justice, no peace. Stop it. Innocent people are dying because of your politics. And when does it stop? These animals have no regard for human life. And that's why I got my family out of New York City. No regard. But it could happen to you, me, my wife, anybody who happens to be riding the train and some homeboy feels that he's been disrespected or maybe some homegirl, and then it's on and popping. He goes the wild, wild west in the middle of New York City as a train's pulling into the station, the four train, a train that I've rode maybe, maybe a hundred, a thousand times going to football practice as a young kid to go to 161st when Yankee Stadium used to be across the street and we would practice at McCombs uh, Park. And now they've actually switched. The new Yankee Stadium is where we used to play football at and the park uh, where we used to play football at is now across the street. Let's go to Stanley, Staten Island. Good morning, Stanley. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well, and I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, all the men and women in blue, we got to stand with them. We got to make sure everyone's safe. 
And even them, they're safe, because you know the government's going after all of us, even the good ones. And we got to stand with the blue, and we got to be all the way through with them, because I know what it means to be down there. It's not fun. You could get involved in crazy incidents, and you know, you got to have their backs, because if not, we won't, there's going to be no one left. They'll just all leave. Dominic, I'm scared for the future of this city. I'm scared. I I hear you, Stanley, and I I feel bad because I I I want to have an answer, and there's only one answer to this problem. But the politicians, you have the, the politicians the don't right. The politicians don't want the real answer. But you you know what's amazing about this? <clears throat> let their sister, wife, mother, brother, let it happen to one of them catch one of these stray bullets. Then it's the end of the world. We've got to bring about change. But until then... They don't care. They don't care. All they care is about power. They don't care about their their loved ones. They don't care about anything like that. They just want power. I'm telling you, they're selfish, and that's all they care about. Power. One thing. You're correct. You're correct. it's crazy. They'll kill their own people to get power. That's what's happening right now, Stanley. That is exactly what's happening right now. The leader of the state Senate, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, the leader of the state assembly, Carl Hasty. That is exactly what is going to prominent African-Americans. That is exactly what's happening in this state right now. They are killing their own people. How is that leadership? Oh, oh, the police stopped them 15, 20 times. We can't have this anymore. No justice, no peace. Have the police fill out 30 reports per per person. Stanley, something has to give. We've got to have law and order. I've got to take a break, but before I do so, I want to go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. You know, I have to ask you, what can we, the people of New York, do in the city, in the five boroughs, and throughout the state regarding the governor, the city council, the mayor, um, to get these um, strategies back in force, get rid of this no-cash bail, um, start the stop and frisk again? Because those were all things that worked uncuff the police so that they can do their job. And when you say, well, you have to vote, um, the one thing that I can say that the Democrats do very well that the Republicans do not do, you know as well as I do, voter turnout is very, very low. The Republicans need to go into community centers, nursing homes, bring the uh, paperwork, the affidavits for people to sign to cast their vote. They need to go to senior centers, houses of worship. They need to go into apartment buildings where there is a large number of people. They need to provide uh, transportation, organized transportation to pick people right. up, take them to the polling sites, but because Jacqueline, nothing is going to change. But Jacqueline, I, I'm going to be straight with you as i got to take a break. I've said this a few months ago. You have got to have a Republican candidate that can reach the masses. And here's what I mean by that. Can reach minority communities. Until there is a Republican candidate that can resonate with minority communities, nothing will change in, I have in New York. You. I have to interrupt you. There was Joe Pinion who ran against Chuck Schumer. Wonderful, brilliant man, well-known no, no, on News. No, 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 no. He's a great guy. He's a friend of mine, but he does not resonate with the people. Why not? I guess if you want me to be totally brutally yes. honest with you, yes. he's not considered black enough. That's the problem. Uh, in, and Joe Pinion is a great guy. He's not okay. considered. He's a well-spoken black man, but in the communities of color, he's viewed as, unfortunately, a white man. Well, thus, why don't you, why don't no you pick up the baton and run with it and get some good, qualified African-American people who would be good leaders that can resonate with the community? Why don't, why don't you head that up? Because the community does not want to hear the truth, Jacqueline. All so the no community, matter how we look at it, we're wait, 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 wait. All the community, frankly, and I'm so late for a break, all the community wants to hear is that they're victims. That's all they want to hear. And as long as you keep patronizing them and 
patting them on the head with your victim, they will keep voting for you. And so it really there's is no that way simple. out of this. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And the way out of it, and I really got to take a break. Thank you for the call, Jacqueline. The way out of it is this. Jacqueline, if you vote, and I'm serious, and you make sure that 10 of your friends vote, and they make sure that 10 of their friends vote, politicians notice results. That's all they care about at the end of the day. They don't care about what your opinion is. All they care about is whether or not they are going to lose their power. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back with more of your telephone calls. Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. So President Biden makes a joke about memory and a speech. I know I don't look like it, but I've been around for a while. I do remember that. He, he, he. Not funny, Mr. President. We are discussing, among a number of uh, topics the innocent bystander dead, five others, including two teens, injured after the shooting inside the Bronx subway station. Scary rush hour scene. So sad. No respect for human life, even their own. It's a mentality of I'm a thug. I'm a thug. And instead of the community saying, check yourself, young man, you're not a thug. Young man, don't make fun of kids that go to college. You go to college. You can do it too. I am telling you what I know for a fact. And communities in the tri-state area, certain minority communities, you are a nerd. This is what the community tells you if you want to go on to college and better yourself. But if you're a thug with your jeans hanging off your you-know-what, then you're the man. And if you can talk tough and you got a gun, oh, you're the king. But the problem is when that kid that's playing video games, shoot him up, bang, 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 and it's a game. You win, you lose, but now you do it in real life because you were disrespected. Someone stepped on your sneakers. Someone said something to your girlfriend, and now you're going to light them up. They'll never forget me as you're doing 25 to life upstate. Regretting that. Do you know how many? Do you know how many? I've been to uh, several prisons, and the one thing, most, most notably Sing Sing, and I've sat down with men. First of all, the thing that stood out is that I had to get a special permission to bring in a pen to take notes as a journalist. That's how much they, they watch these guys. And, and I, I've sat across from people, young men, that have said, Brother Carter, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing uh, 15 years, murder. 20 years, murder. Brother brother Carter, if I could just take that one day back. But you can't. You lit up the movie theater with all those people. You can't take it back. One man I spoke to, a child died after he lit up the movie theater. So in this situation in the Bronx, up to 10 shots were fired at the Mount Eaton station after a fight between two groups of teenagers broke out aboard a northbound 4 train around 4.40 p.m., creating total pandemonium, and then a 35-year-old man was killed after he was shot in the chest. 14-year-old girl, 15-year-old boy, 29-year-old woman, 29-year-old woman, and two men, ages 71. Ages 71 and 28 were also shot. The five remaining victims hospitalized in stable condition. So, Mr. Thug, I hope you proved your point. I hope you, oh, I'm the man. Well, you're going to be the man for the next 25 to 30 years in prison because that's where you're going. And we know what happens in prison. So good luck with that. And I hope it was all worth it for you. David in the Bronx, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. (coughs) 
Uh, good morning, Dominic. It's been a while since I've I, I called you got called you up. I saw I, I well there was a time that I, I I read somewhere that this this type of situation was going on in the Philippines, and they declared the way and they had to say a terrible terrible crime problem over there, and the only answer to it is you have to be a form of dictatorship, martial law, man, on that, the Bronx. That, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Know, you, you you have minority elected officials that if they did that, they would be seen as selling out their communities. They would never, you, never you, bring in the National Guard. You know something? I, I you know, I, you're pretty. You're, you're right. Like this, this politics that we have here, but that that's the only answer. I'm sorry to say, we have to bring that show. Twelve o'clock curfew. You out at twelve o'clock. You don't go home. You get into it with the National Guards or, or, or the, uh, whatever spell, forces that they have out, out there in the streets, you get taken out. You say you go home or we, you get shot on sight. That's it. That's the only, that's the only answer. You got, uh, we have to have order now. Now it's law and order. Now you have to have order. The mob rules, it doesn't work. Now you have to have order. It's, it's, what, else can, what else can you say? What else can you do? Martial law on, on the Bronx. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to go that far, David. All, all you have to do is stop the pandering, the leadership. Stop the pandering. Gonna, tell these kids the truth. They, it's going to get worse. They tell these kids that they're a victim. And these thugs are not stupid. The thugs didn't take that and say, I'm going to run 100 yards with it. I, I grew up in the Bronx, man. Uh, Delhi Avenue. I don't know if you're familiar with the Bronx. I'm, I'm very, Avenue. I, I grew up in the Bronx. Okay. I'm very familiar okay. with Delhi well, Avenue. I, I, lived, Go ahead. I, I, lived, I lived on Delhi Avenue once so many nights on 180th. And I'm going to tell you, when I grew up there, and I went and I graduated on James Monroe High School in the Bronx in Boynton Avenue. And I'm going to tell you, my man, it was bad then. And the, these people, they don't get the mentality, this, this criminalistic mentality that they have. My man. There's no, there's no reasoning with these people, man. They, they got an image, they got an attitude, and there's only one way. It's just, okay, okay, bro, you know, you know, you don't want to grow up, you don't want to be uh, civilized, you want to be a savage, and we treat you like a savage. We take you out, man. That's it. Right. I, 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 I hear you, David. You know, as you, thank you for the call. As you're speaking, what I'm thinking about, what I'm thinking about, that kept these animals in check. The street crimes unit, because the street crimes unit of the NYPD might have rolled on you at any moment and they were not playing with you. They were not going to tolerate your games. They didn't care about your rhetoric. You're a victim. If you got a gun, you're about to get hemmed up in terms of the legal system, a system that had teeth. And if you acted up, good luck to good luck with you. Because you, let me tell you something that I know growing up in the hood in the Bronx, and I don't go around bragging about it because I don't find anything to brag about when you grow up in the hood in the Bronx and you don't have jack, you know what, right? But you learn to respect authority. Even the thugs, even the thugs, they know, or they knew, I should say past tense, they knew what lines not to cross because if you cross that line, the NYPD was going to take care of the rest of it for you. Mama, maybe he didn't teach you nothing, but you were about to learn the hard way from the NYPD, and that's the way it has to be. These animals have to be checked. Before I take a break, Audrey in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic, for taking my call. I just, I'm listening, and I'm wondering, instead of running and, and saying how bad things are, the citizens of every state and city should go to their, their council member, their precinct, and then speak out. Because as long as we sit and say this is wrong and this is not right and don't do anything. Audrey, you no, mean, Audrey, Audrey, you mean, Audrey, you mean okay. what? You're wasting time, to be honest with you. you mean, I'm not wasting yes, time. Yes, you are. You mean what, well, Audrey, you mean well. We don't even show up for, for meetings with our kids in school. And you talking about showing up to a community board meeting? Dominic, that's not true. Oh, come on, Audrey. I don't have the patience this morning. Thank you for the call. It, 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 folks, go to any school in any urban area and ask the teachers, do parents show up for the meetings to get an update on their child? Don't, don't believe me. Go ask the educators.
and see the response. I've got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. It is uh, very sad. Jewish Congressman Dan Goldman's New York City's office vandalized for a second time by anti-Israel protester. The uh, congressman's Brooklyn office was vandalized with blood red wax by a hateful anti-Israel protester Monday. And this marks the second time that the Jewish lawmaker's office has been defaced uh, since the Israel-Hamas war erupted in October. Surveillance pictures show a masked protester covering the district office with the sticky substance before running away or going away on foot. And the, uh, the person has on a black hoodie and um, he's seen carrying a sign that appears to read the blood of my family on your effing hands. Two women were there and they just looked at him uh, while he was doing it. Unknown if they were with him. It appears that they were. We are taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano will take over. Let's go to Mordecai. I believe he has a question as it relates to Israel or a comment as it relates to Israel. Mordecai in New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, yeah, it's more or less a comment. And yeah, I guess a question, too. I do want to ask a question to anybody listening that's uh, against Israel or against what's happening. It's... Um, Biden makes this uh, comment that he pulls so far out of his rear end, uh, too many innocent civilians have died, when he makes no mention of any innocent civilians dying in Ukraine or anything else going on in the world. Yet Israel is the only situation right now, the only war, where the army, Israeli army, is warning everybody before they attack, letting them, giving them a chance to get out. And they are protecting the civilians. He says they're not protecting. They are. They have been. And they continue to. There's more, like, who do you think lets the humanitarian aid trucks into Israel, into, into Gaza? Who do you think lets them in? Israel checks all of them after they come through Egypt and lets them in. If Israel was such a big and bad guy, why would they let any humanitarian aid into their enemies that always take the aid anyway and never get to the people? Why would they let it in in the first place? And number two, what I wanted to say was, it always the people out there, like this, this degenerate reprobate who shoots up a church in the name of, quote-unquote, freeing Palestine. Like, good job. You did it. You freed Palestine. Good job. Clap, clap, clap. Why is it always them, those people that are saying, oh, it's because of the Zionist-owned media? Where are these facts coming from, then, the Zionist-owned media? I don't see anybody presenting any facts that I just said that, you know, Israel has roof knockers and, and they actually do have humanitarian safe zones. And they actually, like, where, where, are they, uh, where are they saying this information? And you know what they're saying now, Dominic, in terms of the hostages? They're not calling them hostages. They call them prisoners of war. That's what they're calling them now. That, they're literally calling children, babies, old men, old women, prisoners of war. Delusional. I, I... I, 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 I hear you, Mordecai, and uh, I, I agree with, uh, with most of what you just said. And, um, you know, President Biden's comment, clearly election year politics. He's looking, his team is looking at the polling in Michigan. Well, Dominic, that, those, those political comments that you're, and I agree with you. I, I 100% agree with you. He's a flip-flopping, walloping, waffling, you know, you know what. Um, but those comments directly translate and directly correlate to the increase in anti-Semitic crimes that we're seeing. It's and, and point blank, you and Agreed. I both know it's going to correlate and it's going to correlate and result in more dead Jews in America. And that's, that's, a, and that's a shame. And, and Mordecai, thank you for the call. I agree with you. You are correct. You are correct. Let's go to Melvin in the Bronx. Good morning, Melvin. No history lessons. Go ahead. I am a firm believer in solutions, and solution is very simple. Solution, wait, wait, solution that, to what? The, the young kids? You're solution, talking? 
That's right. Okay. Solution is very simple. Okay. They are eating and sleeping somewhere. They don't do that in certain neighborhoods. They know exactly what to do because they get away. It's the apathy and indifference of the grown-ups in the neighborhoods that they live in that is seeing them and putting a roof on top of it and changing them sheets. Once they have to get out there because most of them don't own nothing except the brain head. It's hey, about Melvin, 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 with all due respect, my friend, and I believe you served our country. That's what you've told me before, correct? Yeah. I was 74 years of age. Okay, 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 okay. So, Melvin, you know why these kids, with all due respect, my friend, my friend, my friend, do you know why these kids are doing what they're doing? No offense, Melvin. No, they're doing it because people like you, people like the Peters of the world that call from the Harlem, you call up here and you make an excuse for every bad I'm not thing no that these they kids do. They don't do it do. where I live at. They don't do it on the floor I live on because I stand up to them. Okay, Melvin. Uh, I So you live in the Bronx. Without, it's the apathy and indifference. When the people in the neighborhood get together, not see it happen. They don't Melvin, do it on certain blocks. They don't Melvin, do it on certain bills. Melvin, they do what they feel they can get Melvin, away with it. Melvin, these yeah. animals will open fire anywhere. They have no regard not for themselves. No, they, they have, don't. Yeah, they yes, don't they do. Yes, they do. And we didn't have this. They understand what language. They understand what language. Yeah. And you know the language they understand? You know the language they understand? Street crime. Street crimes unit. Street crimes unit. That's the language they understand. They got no respect for no police. Okay, so so okay, so so Melvin, 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 Melvin. If these animals didn't have respect for the street crimes unit, why was it? Why it was in check when we had a street crimes unit? It was only when these fake. Fraud, political. Oh no, we're not gonna have the street no, crimes no, unit. No, we're not gonna the have them in plain clothes. We're gonna have them. We're, we're, we're disbanding the street crimes unit. We're, we're getting rid of the street crimes unit, right? Yes, your so, 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 so we have. We, 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 wait, hold on. We, 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 we have a De Blasio, right? We have a De Blasio. Okay, we have a De Blasio. We have a De Blasio. Look, 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 look. Melvin, Melvin, Melvin. Thank you for the call. And see, I could when you have a mayoral candidate says, "Hey," and I like the mayor's son Dante. I really do. When you and the there's a commercial. You say, hey, look, look, look at my son. I've had the chat with my son in the black community. The chat is real. It is real. I've had it with my son. It was had to me. Uh, it was had to me by women because there was no man stepping up to be my father. But the, the chat about how you carry yourself around police and that you better be very careful because it could go left at any moment. That's real. But when you have a mayoral candidate bragging about the fact that you had a chat with your son, you're implying that the police are the devil. And that has been going forward. And so now you have the police saying, we, we did our jobs. You people don't want to support us. Okay. It's on you now. You handle the problem. And now we're all screaming bloody murder because nobody wants to be honest about the fact that police, when they go into half of these communities, they got to be fathers. They got to be social workers. They got to be mothers to kids. They don't even know because God only knows what mommy's doing. Mommy wants to get high with her child. Mommy wants to lay down with the child's boyfriend. Mommy, why is there a boyfriend in the picture to begin with? Mommy, your daughter is going to be pregnant in nine months. Then what? Oh, she'll go on welfare. Nobody wants to be honest. You have housing project apartments that are passed down from generation to generation. With all due respect, having grown up and spent years in the projects, I think housing projects are one of the worst things ever that happen to black people. Period. Problem after problem put together. Moynihan was right. What happened to Moynihan? Oh, he's a racist. He's a racist because he's pointing out the problems of the black community and because he's talking about these children with no fathers. Right? I'm one of them. I was one of the lucky ones to make it out. I am lucky that I'm not dead or in jail. I'm aware of that fact every day of my life. Bob in Delaware, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I think uh, the solution 
would be something that happened in Los Angeles when Bill Gates was a police commissioner. He had the rank and file members of the police department back off. And actually, they stood shoulder to shoulder. And for months, they weren't doing policing. And then what happened is the community leaders, like the uh, city council people, they had to start becoming proactive and becoming crime fighters. And it worked. I, I don't know if that necessarily worked, but, but, I, but I like the idea. Uh, yeah, and I one mean, other thing. I had called a few weeks ago about Israel, and I was the guy that said anti-Semitism is over overblown because I'm Israeli, I'm in construction, and I had never before had so many okay, people. Bob, Bob yeah. you had me until you just said anti-Semitism is overblown. There, that's where you lost me. Thank you for the call. Ellen Queens, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Been listening in to all these comments. Look, um, I, I remember when policing was much better. Um, they were allowed to sort of uh, look, at, look around, see what was going on, maybe do a little stop and frisk, ask some questions. And um, there, that's been taken away from the cops. They feel like their hands are tied, are handcuffed, in fact. I, f- I think they're afraid. They're afraid to do any kind of policing at all because of the ramifications that come about. And so it's, it's giving license to a lot of, of people out there, thugs, I, I've just put it right out there, um, to just go ahead and do what they want and think no consequences. And that's, that's the politics of the day. We just, we have really got to vote different. We've got to get a Republican in to, to turn this ship around, it's heading, heading for a, an iceberg, and we know it. And um, not only that, but it's the culture, too, Dominic. It's, yes, it's it, the is. So-called it is. Music, it, it's so-called music. It's the music videos it's, that tell the young girls, you can be a mommy yeah. at 13, that tells the uh, the young men, I'm a thug. I'm a thug. Don't worry. Ellen, I got to move on because I'm trying. Thank you for the call. You made some wonderful comments. Trying to get in as many comments as possible before Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight starts at the top of the hour. Linda, New Jersey. Linda, good morning. Hello, fellow um, Bronx <laughs> Bronx person. Hi. I was brought up in the, in the Marble Hill housing projects. I know it well. I know it yeah. well. Yeah. I and- know it well. And uh, you said it was the worst thing that ever happened to black people. And I don't think that's true because I don't think housing projects is the worst thing that ever happened to black people or any people. Because I grew up in housing projects in the 1950s, believe right. it or not. Right, Linda, and Linda, wait, was... wait, Linda, Linda. So okay. do, do yeah. you think the housing projects, and I'm, I'm interrupting because I have to, I, I'm short on time. Okay, go ahead. Do you I'll think you the, the housing projects of the time when you brought up are the housing projects of today? No, and we know why. But that's why I say it's one of the worst things. That, Linda, please do me a favor. I want to continue this. Can you please promise me that you'll call me tomorrow so we can have this conversation? I just don't have the time right now because I am thoroughly convinced that housing projects are the worst thing that ever happened to uh, people of color. This is as someone who's lived in two different housing projects. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing just peachy. Thank you. Did you reach Patrick Mahomes and let him know we want to try out? <laughs> uh, well, I think he's out of our league now. <laughs> what do you have to We might up? be able to get Tim Tebow. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know we can get Tebow. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got a lot coming up. I'm going to have you stick around. I'm going to pick your brain on a few things. Uh, going to be joined by our friend, former Governor David Patterson. And there's always been something of a mystery over. What became of Bob Crane? So I'm going to be joined by a distinguished journalist who has investigated what he believes is the murder of uh, Bob Crane. Yes, from Hogan's Heroes. It's going to be an interesting show. We look forward to it. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight coming up right after news headlines.